0: There's ah! blood in the water. <laughs> There's blood in the water. All right, everybody, welcome to the How to Sell Insurance podcast. My name is Ryan Federico. I am here with Ashton Delango Lunday and Senior Keith Fonseca, DJ Debt Free. Man, we are on and popping right now. It is the last few weeks of the year, and it is the insurance gold rush. There are people just coming out of the woodwork ready to buy insurance. Uh, ready to get things done before the end of the year and man, it is a, it's a great time to be in insurance But we wanted to take a little time here to put out a, a little bit of content for you and see if we can help you for uh, What we're titling, what do you do when there's blood in the water? Dun, dun, dun. So here's the the concept for everybody um, We believe that um, if you're a salesperson especially if you're an insurance salesperson, you're gonna run into a lot of clients that view you as a shark, essentially, right? And and we are sharks, but how do we not act like sharks? And when I mean we are sharks, I don't mean that you're bad in any way or what you're doing is bad. It's just that in the salesperson slash customer relationship, they're taught to push back against you and you're taught to make a sale, you're hunting, it's just like a shark, right? And so how do we do shark behaviors without acting like sharks, without jumping all over them, without attacking super fast, to be a little bit more tactful. As Keith said, how do we, uh, how do we become sharks that look like dolphins right? <laughs> or something like that? Sweet sharks, if you will. Um, so wanted to uh, jump in here. And, and when we say blood in the water, um, I guess there, there's a few things that need to be present in any client meeting that are going to turn into a sale, right? There's a few elements that we need to have. The number one element we need to have for most people is emotion. Um, That can also be thought of as a need. Somebody has a need for insurance. Usually that need is going to get exposed through some sort of emotional experience, that if something happened to them, uh, it's going to be an emotional result for their family, or it's going to be an emotional result for their children, or it's going to be an emotional result for them because they're not going to have the finances to live if they're disabled and they can't work or something like that. But we have to tap into that emotion of why they need insurance so that's the first thing uh the second thing is urgency why they need to do it now why do they why they actually need to move on it immediately and as you know keith fonseca says we have the greatest urgency built in in the history of mankind because yeah, nobody right. knows when they're gonna die right uh so we have to create urgency of why that why they want to do it now if you uh, listen to jeremy Miner and we love jeremy Miner's stuff he asked this question of just like okay well why now though Why do you want to buy now? Like, tell me why you want to buy now. So how do we cultivate urgency? We did a great podcast about holiday urgency. Uh, End of the year, we're almost in the end of the year right now. There's a lot of urgency that can be created through the end of the year, which is like Um, Hey, prices usually go up at the beginning of the year, so everybody wants to get it done before the end of the year so that they don't have to pay more next year or something like that. Create that urgency. Man, my calendar is so booked in the week after Christmas because everybody wants to do it between Christmas and New Year's, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to you, and the last thing I want is for you to have to pay more money because prices go up in January, right, (laughs) or something like that. How do we create that urgency for them to do it today? So the third element, I think, is giving somebody permission to buy, okay? So this is where you're overcoming objections before they happen. So saying things like, hey, we're gonna apply you to see if you get approved. I don't even know if the insurance company is gonna approve you. We're gonna see, well, the insurance company's thinking about if they wanna cover you, you can think about if you want the insurance or whatever it is. How do we give them permission to buy that they don't need to get every possible option that's out there in the marketplace, that they're gonna have time to review this before it goes final and allow them the environment to make a decision today. So I think those are the three things of like, you know number one, get them emotional and build a need. Number two, creates emergency. Number three, give them permission to buy so that they can make a decision today. So when we're creating these three elements in an appointment, for instance, when we need to get them emotional, there are certain things that people will tap into through our questions that will be blood in the water to an experienced salesperson or an experienced closer, if you will, that novice agents just don't even see. They don't, they don't get it. They're not connecting the synapses. So we're hoping that with this podcast, we're able to help you connect those things. So the first thing I want to throw to Keith, and I want to sort of just preface this question by asking to you, when I say there's blood in the water, what does that even mean that there's blood in the water? Mm-hmm. And why, um, why do you think so many new agents miss what we see when there's blood in the water? So go, go ahead. Floor's yours. Uh...
1: Wow. And you just said the word synapses to new agents. So you got a bunch of people pulling out a thesaurus and a dictionary.
0: Synapses to connect your synapses (laughs) in your brain. So anyway, sorry. Oh,
1: man, what's blood in the water? I mean, look, uh, you guys know that I try not to use the word sales. This is the How to Sell Insurance podcast. And we know we're in sales, right? But the word sales to me uh, doesn't have the same kind of impact as solution, Right. So I like to think of myself as a solver, not a salesperson. And in in the solver type of scenario. Right. She sells seashells. um, I'm looking for that need to be solved. Right. So you brought up the emotional need and I'm looking for that need in a number of places. Right. The need it medically. When we know someone will have trouble qualifying for insurance, that's a big need that needs to be solved. Financially, when we know someone's going to have a financial gap, that's a big need that needs to be solved. Now, there's always an emotional tie to both of those needs. But the biggest emotional tie, Ryan, when you say let's identify blood in the water, it's family. Mm. Family, family, family. Right. I'm yet to see someone go out, come and get some life insurance to protect their long lost friend that they haven't talked to in 10 years. (laughs) <laughs> right? Everybody's here buying life insurance to protect their family. So the sooner I can get to their family, the more efficient I can be in exposing that need and harping on the emotion. So blood in the water to me is right in the beginning, right? I don't know a successful agent who doesn't start with rapport. I don't know a successful person who doesn't start with let's connect as human beings, mm. right? Right. Those that think of themselves as salespeople, they go right to price. They go right to service. Hey, how much is it? What are my options? Yeah. Let me just dive into all that and give you that information. So I have no value to you right now. I'm not a human. I'm just a vending machine and you can ask me for info that you could find on Google and my value's gone.
0: So yeah, don't what do is, that. Don't, don't yeah. do that. People.
1: <laughs> no, Stop. no, for God well, not, if, <laughs> not if you want to be in this industry long time, right? Uh, So what is the real value that people are looking for? I I say it's leadership, right? It's a metaphorical way of saying someone who sees enough value in themselves to lead the conversation, to lead it to the place that uh, we need to go to be able to successfully reveal that emotion that we're calling blood in the water. So Mm. at the very beginning, if I'm like... Talking to uh, a person and, you know, I know Jeremy Miner says don't start this way, right? I'll say my agency, myself, my, my reputation is successfully built on the very first question, which is how's it going? Right? Like, you know, to me that's a very human connected, co- how's it going? Oh, I'm, I'm going well. How's it going with you? Oh, great. Having a great day, helping families, you know, super excited we got together. So how long have you guys lived in that home? Right? Or how long have you lived in that community? A very uh, traditional but uh, non-vulnerable type of question. Now, blood in the water is vulnerability; it's intimacy. So Mm. this is how I would, you know, convert that into blood in the water. Right? How long have you lived in that home? Oh, not long. Oh, I see. What made you choose that home? Is it near family? Is it in a community that reminds you of when you were a kid? Here we are. Question two or three. And I'm already asking them about the most emotional pieces of their life, right? And, and they say, no. Oh, okay. Well, what brought you to that home? Is it, you know, something that reminded you of where you grew up? Did they have great sports teams and you were into sports as a kid, right? I'm going hard to create the blood in the water, but sometimes how's it going? Oh, man, my, you know, it's rough. My wife is having a tough day. She just had an oh. accident, Oh, how'd you feel about? I mean, wow. You know, did that upset you? Were you worried about her? Is the car okay? I like he that person, I'm I'm assuming it's a he, excuse me, but that person just said, my family, emotional trouble. Like, forget everything else. Right? Like, right there, right? I'm thinking steak dinner, steak. No, I'm kidding. Let's go to but, Sizzler. <laughs> But yeah, if you're looking to help someone and and you're looking as a shark that looks like a dolphin, looking for the blood in the water, right, you can smell an
0: opportunity to open up and start digging into an emotional topic. Yeah, totally. So I think that that, that's a great point, Keith. So it's like for everybody who's listening out there, it's like, so we know we need to create those elements. So one of the elements we need to create is emotion. And a lot of times I think people, new agents, especially, I know that I was guilty of this, new agents come in thinking, oh, I need to create new emotion about insurance. And that's not true you don't need to create emotion about insurance. You just need to create emotion. And that emotion could be happiness. It could be, yeah, you know what? I just I just moved into this new house. Why'd you move here? Oh man, I just got this new job. Oh, what kind of new job did you get? How did you get that new job? Why did you take that job instead of keeping the job that you're, you were at before? Man, because they're paying me more money. This is going to be a better life for my family. Oh man, how awesome is that? I mean, did you have something like that growing up for yourself? Now I'm tapping into their childhood. I'm tapping, they're on a mission to create a better life for their family. And like they're selling themselves on insurance. They're selling themselves on why they need to put insurance in place to protect that. they. And like, oh, we're talking about their new job and why they moved into this house. We're not talking about what would happen if they die or what would happen if they have a stroke or like we're just selling the or we're getting into the emotion of what's important to them. And so, man, I think that's so, that's so clear. I think one of the ways that I I like to do this as well, and this is, I see agents miss this all the time when I'm reviewing people's appointment recordings and stuff like that. Um, they're, Mm -hmm. they're asking the Mm -hmm. right questions, they're asking the right questions, but they're not stopping to recognize there's blood in the water and I need to, I need to actually expose this a little bit more. So for instance, be like, Hey, um, so tell me about your family. You know, Oh, my mom passed away okay. They just move on. Why would you move on from that? Right. It's like, okay. So my mom passed. What happened? How old was she? What did she die from? What was that like for you? What kind of insurance did she have in place? What happened with the family after she died? How long did it take to get everything moved out of the house? What about this? What about that? And what you're going to do is you're going to put that person back in the emotional position that they were in when their mom died, right? Reliving that emotional experience and subconsciously they're on a meeting to protect their family from going through the same thing. And yep. so a, a novice agent will just go, Oh, your mom died. Okay. Next question. I'm and so sorry to hear agent, that. Yeah. Mike, my my I'm so sorry to hear that. What happened? What was that like for you guys? Were there other siblings? What, what about your dad? You know, my dad. So like, I, I guess I want to throw it to you, Ashton, on this now that you're done uh, closing deals. I think Ashton's like on the, on the keyboard right now closing. Hey, deals. Ryan, I before you it.
1: move on, can I add I one question? <laughs> can, I, can I just add one question in that set? Um, sure. Just for one second. One question that is, you know, push people way into the uh, space of buying. Uh,
0: what was her name? Mm, nice one my mom died what was her name her name was julia Never i mean it's such
1: it. a like no-brainer question but uh novice people and some of us we think we're infringing on on private information that we shouldn't be asking about and here we are to protect your family for the rest of the life their life mm-hmm. i can't think of a, a a more non-private moment ever
0: yeah let me get so. to know that person yeah uh, what was she I like, like? Really, yeah, really experienced salespeople. I was just going to say that. Will be like, tell me about her. What was she mm-hmm. like? Was she the matriarch of your family? Right? Uh, what, are, what are some of the lessons that she taught you? You know, what was it like when she passed? What was that like for you guys? And like, if somebody asked me, well, like, why, why is that relevant? I'm like, well, a lot of times, you know, people's relationships with their family is what they want to create in their own family. Um, and so I, I, I'm sort of looking for your motivation of what you'd want to create for your children. How was it like? How was that when your mom passed away? What was that like for you? What did you guys have to go through? What do you want to make sure that your kids don't have to go through when you pass away? Right. And so yeah. it's like smelling that blood in the water and going for it. So, uh, Ashton. When you, when, when this comes to you and are you done setting your appointments? I don't know. Ashton's got appointments coming out the wazoo right now. He's just like blasting oh, appointments. Uh, so when, when you get, um, when you smell that blood in the water, whether mm. you get it in urgency, whether you get it in, you know, digging into the emotion, doing a financial overview or financial fire drill with them and, and creating a need, but what are some of the questions that you ask? To kind of pause the presentation for a minute and just expand on the emotion right there before you move on to the next step
2: yeah um i, I think the the first clarifying question to expand a little here uh w- which point of the 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 process are we talking about? Like, are we talking Any, about, hey, I just so walked in the door I, building I, look, rapport or what are we go talking
0: through, about? Go through multiple because this okay. would be great for people to know, hey, if you get it when you're in rapport, this is normally what I'm asking. If you okay. get it when you're in the financial assessment, this is normally what I'm asking. If you get it at the end, right? this is normally what I'm asking. If it's different, if it's the yeah. same, then just say it's the same, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's going to differ in, in every single phase of, of the appointment. You know the questions I'm really digging into when I'm building rapport are going to look a lot different. You know, like like we said, you know, we we can think of those more serious questions of, well, hey, like my mom passed away, that's why I'm looking for this. Yeah, absolutely, we, we got to be digging in without a doubt. But there's even those those smaller hints. You know, I was running an appointment this morning. I had a referral that, um, hey, my mom gave me your phone number. They, they, she told me to call. Like, I need insurance. Nice. Okay, great, glad to help. And we're on the phone. She's like, well, I need insurance. Well, you know. Uh, I don't have it with my job anymore. Okay, great. How much coverage are you like, No, that's not where we go next. Oh, we don't have a job. Right, wh- what happened? Wh- wh- why don't we have a job anymore? What is that look like? Well, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant and I, and I I can't do the job I was doing. It too hmm. much manual labor, so I, I can't do it. And they're not going to give me maternity leave for nine months. <laughs> Like, I'm 20, 23 weeks pregnant today, and I'm not gonna have maternity leave for another 30 weeks, plus when I'm out there, they're not gonna pay me. I gotta get a different job. Okay, so now we need a work from home job. Ding, 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 ding. I, I might be able to help you. I, I'll, I'll give you a little, little, little sneak peek there. We, we ended up hiring her. Um, <laughs> so um, now this is someone that might need a job. Okay. Now, I'm also going, well, well, what's the income look like? Are we even going to be able to afford insurance? Do we got to make sure the bills are paid? Well, hey, uh, my, my fiancé makes plenty of money, pays all the bills, and then some. My income is really like the, the sprinkles on top. That's our, our go out and, and have fun money. Okay, great. So now, now we know income. Now I'm digging into that. All right, which kid is this? This is kid number two. Oh, that's so great to hear. Oh, yeah, I got coverage on my 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 other child. All right, well, now she's wanting more coverage. She's like, but I've, I've been looking for those college plans where I can save up money. She's like, man, I really want to be able to do that. So now we're, we're talking about setting up college plans for each of her kids. Now I'm getting, and this is all in the rapport building. Because right. the thing is, is once I heard the, hey, don't have a job anymore, well, let's dig into that. Hey, totally. I have kids. We're digging right into right. that.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, w- I just want to, I want you to get to the next phase, but before you do, I just want to say this because yeah. there was a couple things that came up and one that is kind of pertaining to you too. It's just like, okay, I lost my job. And you're jumping on that one going like, Hey, yeah. what happened? What did you do? What was it like working there? Like, what are you going to do now? You know, what's, what's the plan for this? Right. And, um, digging into that emotion. Then the second one was I'm pregnant. I was like, Oh my gosh, how far along are you? Do you know? Is it a is it a boy? Is it a girl? Are you guys gonna find out? Oh, we're gonna wait to find out. Oh my God, is this your first child? No, it's my second child. Oh man, how old's the other one? The other one's three. Oh, it's such a great time. They're gonna have siblings together. Like, did you have that when you were growing up? Did you have uh, like any siblings like that? Uh, I got two brothers and a sister. And oh man, like great. So I mean, I, I know yeah. we're not future planning here, but are you guys you know planning to have more or you know or whatever? Yeah. Now you can share. Hey, my wife's pregnant. Like I'm about to have my first one, you know. Hey, I'm about to yeah. have a child, and like exactly and now what I did. Building, yeah, you're building rapport. And for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Ashton's wife is pregnant, so he's he's about to have his first hey! child. Boiler alert for anybody. But yeah. like, hey. Uh, maybe I can build some rapport of like, man, any, any tips you can give me about like raising a child or, you know, or whatever. And now I'm like building rapport, creating a relationship with this person while I'm also highlighting the emotion. Super, super great job, man. Like of of highlighting those two questions. And these are things that like, if you're a new agent and you're struggling and you're getting to the end of a sale and somebody's like, oh, we're going to think about it or oh, email me prices. It's probably because you're not doing this. You probably Mm -hmm. heard, I just got laid off from my job and you're like, oh, okay. And then, hey, I'm pregnant and, oh, okay, got it. So how much coverage did you want? And you're not doing anything to like get into the emotion and the why and the urgency and giving them permission to buy. You're not getting into any of that that Ashton just got into. And you're wondering why, like it sounds so simple, right? Why Why are these top end people making $40,000, yeah. $60,000 in a month in this business and you can't figure out how to make four or five? It's this. Right. It's, it's you being able to identify when there's blood in the water and stop wow. for a minute and highlight that emotion and get to know them as a human being and get to know their reasons why and not just be that vending machine that Keith was talking about. So uh, thank you for that, Ashton. But keep on, keep on going. So yeah. now let's say that you're doing like financial fire drill or, or you're going through their yeah. financial overview and something like that happens again there
2: yeah and there's a few different ways. I mean, in a mortgage protection, you know, some things are, are a little bit more clear, like, hey, we know exactly you know how much coverage we're looking for and exactly how to design it. You know we got a mortgage, we got a monthly payment, we can design it for X amount of years, when we're dealing with general life, which like this lady was, hey, I just want life insurance. It's going to be a lot more open-ended. It's like, well, well, great. well, how much do we want? Well, why, why do we want it? What do we need it for? And so we need to dig in to those, those questions. Those those are those key words that, that a light bulb should be coming on for you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I do it a few different ways of, Hey, what are the goals of why we're getting coverage? What do we want it to do? And in her case, she's like, I, I just need coverage. Cause I want to make sure nothing happens to my, my family. You know, anything could happen. I walk out the door and, and anything could happen. I don't want to make sure there's just something. And her main thing was, I want to make sure it's affordable for this phase of life right now that while I don't have a job, it's affordable. And when I do, it's more affordable. Sure. So I said, great. Well, how much coverage are we potentially looking for? So oh, well, just like maybe 50,000, you know, j- just something. I said, okay, well, you know, what's the budget we're looking for? I know, I know we don't have a job. I know we got the other household income. Well, what, what budget are we wanting to stay within? Well, I don't know. Really I know. Just tell me some options. I said, man, well, I can get you options anywhere from, you know, like $2 all the way to a million dollars a month. Like, you know, you know what's comfortable for you? She goes, "Oh well, just fifty dollars." I said, "Great." So I was able to go look, and you know, she only wanted fifty thousand. But I said, "Hey, on fifty dollars, you can get three hundred and fifteen thousand in coverage. For forty, you can get two sixteen. So if I would have just simply went with that request of, "I want X amount of coverage," Well, we, we would have written a lot less. $17. She didn't policy. know she could yeah. get as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some companies wouldn't even accept that. That'd be too little of APV for a company to even accept that. to go, hey, too little, please write more. Totally. And then we were able to go, hey, guess what? I'm able to quadruple your wildest imagination of what you wanted. Mm. And you're able to get four times the coverage. She goes, yeah. oh my goodness, that's amazing. I'll take that one. And she got instantly approved. And she's like, Ashton, hopefully this is not an issue. Do you mind if I pay annually? Like, would I be able to pay, like, the whole thing right now so I don't have to worry about it and just just get it out of the way? I was like, well, I guess. No, yeah, absolutely you can. (laughs) (laughs) And she was able to get that taken care of immediately. And she was ecstatic and got four times what she wanted in her budget. We we didn't stretch her budget. That's the key there. I didn't go, oh, my goodness, well – if you give me like $30 more a month, like here, no, it's like, Hey, here's your budget. I was able to get what she wanted and even more. Yeah, totally.
0: And like something occurs to me in this for, for everybody listening, because not every person that we talk to is going to jump into just being as open And transparent and flowing with information As we're just uh, highlighting these people to be There's going to be a lot of people That come to your appointment And they're just sitting there with their arms crossed like this Just like, what do you got for (sighs) me? Or whatever And we got to remember that like Ninety percent of the time, this is just my opinion now. I don't know have any sales statistics to back this up. I just have my gut feeling. Ninety percent of the time, the people that are sitting there like this, with their arms crossed, like, what do you have for me or whatever? Those people are the easiest to sell. Those people are so sold (laughs) they want to to buy They buy everything all the time and like the only defense they have, right, to, is like to cross their arms and do whatever. So um, there's a couple ways to draw those people out. The, the first strategy is matching and mirroring. We did a whole podcast about that. We're like, I start off like this and I, just, and I start asking questions in the same way that they're giving answers, right? Well, I mean, why do you want insurance? I'm just super short. Yeah. Okay. I mean, why? Why now? Why would you even do this? right and and like i start imagine and then when i when i'm sufficiently matched and mirrored if i uncross my arms they will uncross their arms if i lean back in my chair they will lean back in their chair if i lean forward to the table they'll lean forward you know like they, they will match and mirror you if you create that environment for them and you can kind of control how they're running an appointment with you. But one of the things that the strategies that I love, and this is like the billion dollar question when I teach the billion dollar question, right? Which is if they're not willing to give up, you know, any personal information or whatever, as I'm starting to ask the general info, I'll ask this question, which is who do you know that has had something like this happen to them? And I might need to feed them little bit? Who do you know that's been in a car accident unexpectedly? Who do you know that's had a heart attack or got diagnosed with cancer unexpectedly? Who do you know that's died unexpectedly? Right? Who do you know that's had something like this happen to them? And they will give you an answer. My mom, my sister, my brother, my best friend. Right? Say They say my sister. It's like, oh my God, now blood in the water some people if you're asking that question who do you know and they're just like my sister and you're like okay it's 194 dollars a month for 200,000, right no stop mm-hmm. wow what happened to her she got breast cancer Wow, what was that like for her she had to go through radiation and chemotherapy and surgery well, i mean did did she make it you know is she still alive yeah. like no she passed away oh my goodness i'm so sorry to hear that What was that like for you when when she passed away? What was that like for the family? What kind of insurance did she have in place? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, what kind of insurance did she have in place? Maybe she had none. And he's about to tell you the reason why he wants insurance, the reason why he even agreed to this appointment subconsciously was because his sister died of breast cancer. She didn't have insurance. He watched what happened to the entire family, and he's like, I don't want that to happen to me. He just can't articulate it in the beginning of that appointment, or she just can't articulate. in the beginning of that appointment, we got to draw it out of them. And like him saying, my sister had breast cancer is blood in the water. And I want to draw out as much emotion from that as possible. What was it like? What did she go through? What was treatment like? Uh, Is she still alive? Did she die? What kind of insurance did she have in place? Um, You know, what was that like for her going through treatment? What were you involved with, right? What would it look like for you if that happened in your life? What would your kids have to do? What would your wife have to do? What would your brother have to do, right? Like when she died, what what happened then? Who cleared everything out of her house? Who was in charge of putting the funeral together? Right? Who is in charge of it? Like, wh- what was that experience like? And all we're doing is driving out emotion, 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 emotion. We're getting them so, like, at the same time, to emotion and urgency, yeah. right? <laughs> of need together, um, just by drawing those things out. So I love asking that question: Who do you know that that's happened to? Ashton, do you have any other like questions that you ask to kind of pull out this emotion to get that blood in the water?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, the only other part that I, I would, I'd probably preface some more questions would, would really be around the, the financial fire drill. You, you, you got to mm. be really understanding what's a, what's a buying question and what's an objection. You know, a, a lot of times people they'll ask questions and we think it's an objection like, Hey, I don't want to do this. Here, here's, here's my excuse, but they're asking buying questions. Mm. Hey, well, can I change this down the road if I wanted to, or, Oh well, man. Well, and, Am I locked into this down the road and I can't get more coverage? Well, they're, they're not doing, well, I'm trying to think of an excuse not to get the coverage. It's, well, hey, I want to know, can I get more? Can I get less? Or, or what does that look like? Are changes able to be made? Uh, I had a, one person go, well, man, I, I'm really going to have to think about this. Absolutely. Definitely want you to make sure you're making the right decision. I want you to, to think about it. Well, what are some of those questions you have about, about the coverage? I, just, I really just don't know if, you know, if, if I get cancer, they're probably just going to cancel me down the road or I really got to figure out if I want to just get this coverage. And then if I get cancer, it's just gone. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a buying question. It's not a, I don't want the coverage question. Dude, totally. I, that, that person asked me nine times. They said, I want to think about it nine times. And we had to walk through that. Hey, absolutely. What do we want to think about? What are those questions? What are the concerns? And then we finally wrote, A policy on him and his wife, and that's the the daughter that just called me this morning, and and that was a year and a half ago. And so it's all about walking through that to help them find what they're looking for. It's questions that are buying questions, not – I don't totally. want coverage questions
0: hundred percent. And I think we can do a whole nother podcast episode. In fact, we probably should yep. on like, on like identifying the true objection, like the real objection. And that's what you're talking yeah. about. There's like when that stuff comes out at the end, well, Hey, I want to think about it. Hey, send me questions. Hey, like whatever, or send me, send me an email with all this stuff um, you digging into. Hey, t- absolutely. I definitely want you to make sure that we're making the right decision. I want you to think about it. Um, what are some of the things that we, we want to analyze here? Um, so that I can make sure you have all the information that you need to think about it, to analyze this decision. Like, um, there's some reason why you're not just like, yeah, let's sign up and let's do this right now. What's, what's holding you back so that I can get you the right information so you can think about it. Right. And so it's like, now I'm, I'm eliciting the real objection. Well, you know, we don't really know if it's going to fit in our budget. Oh, okay. What gives you that concern? Well, you know, uh, we just got this house and we just got this. I just started a new job and I don't know how much I'm going to make and bills, bills, bills and inflation and whatever. Okay, got it. So let me just ask you, I mean, would it be better if we just started with like half this policy and like got you some coverage put in place now? Oh, you can do that? Uh, Yeah, let's just start with half this. And then when you're doing better, we can up it to to more coverage later. That way, you know, it's going to fit in your budget. Does that sound good? Yeah, perfect. Let's fill out this application. And you can isolate the real objection by asking, yeah, when you're when you're thinking about it, what is it that's stopping you from from moving forward that we need to solve so I can get you the right information? I love that. And again, that's like blood in the water right? A lot of the times of like, we want to get them to tell us why they're not moving forward so that we can attack it, you know, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, so, so great point Ashton. Um, any, uh, any last thoughts, Keith, for, from you about, uh, about this topic before we wrap it up? I just think
1: that, uh, <clears throat> it's probably a whole nother podcast. We just, we don't focus enough on selling insurance has absolutely nothing to do with insurance, Right. you know? I mean, it just really everything we've talked about today is critical thinking um, and looking beyond current discussion into what we're actually talking about. Um, I'll share one quick anecdote. I heard somebody do this for a medical report um, and it's so perfect. So, you know, obviously we take medical reports here and I heard someone say in their regular medical report, is your father still alive? That's a yes Mm. or no. And if it's a yes, okay, great. Uh, How much coverage does he have in place? Well, I'm here to cover myself and my family. No, 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 I understand that. Uh, Just wondering how much coverage he has in place because, God forbid, he passes away. That financial burden is going to fall on you, right? And if if you say, is your father still alive? And they say, no. Okay, did he have life insurance in place? No matter what the answer is, there's a scenario that I can critically, you know, now dilute all the way into the same spot that I want to be, which is them visualizing the same thing happening to them.
0: Yeah. Do and you so, want to do the same thing that your dad did for you or do you want it to be different because he didn't have life insurance and it put you in a tough spot? You know, like hundred percent. So brilliant.
1: Such a simple road to get to the place of like, because all we've talked about today is painting the picture but understanding that they're opening the door to where that picture lies. sure, Right? And sure. so understand, if, you, if you want to manufacture the door on your own, it's just simply ask about their parents. Is your father right. alive? But too many agents are too afraid to say, did they have life insurance? And mm. what, how do we practice that? Next time you meet someone in society who says so-and-so passed away, next time you go to a funeral – Ask the person, did they have life insurance? We think that's such an invasive question. Ask life insurance agents, and yeah. yet you know it's like such an obvious. There's only two ways to go: yes and no. No, oh that sucks. What's it going to look like now? Yes, oh thank God, thank God they had it. What's it going to look like now? And it just
0: it gi- it's no yeah, to it drives it, 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 it drives me crazy sometimes. Man, like people have somebody die in their life, they go to a funeral, and it's like, dude, those are your people that you know. And I promise you like 15 people at that funeral are going to buy life insurance right after that funeral. And the only reason why they're not buying life insurance from you is because they don't know that you do it and they would (laughs) rather buy it from you. But you're so afraid to say like, Hey, if you need life insurance, I do life insurance that they're just going to go buy it from somebody else who's probably not going to cover them as well. doesn't care about them as much. You're just too afraid to (laughs) ask these questions, which is just like, it's all again, a whole nother podcast about why you're afraid. But uh, Ashton last thoughts from you, my friend.
2: Yeah, left i, speechless. I, I <laughs> left me, left me speechless. He's busy um, selling
1: more policies, this guy.
2: I, I actually am booking another appointment right now. Um, They're, they're texting me. Um, So, yeah, the final thought that, that I would have is the number one thing that you can do uh, in, in any appointment is, is ask yourself, how can I ask why? To anything mm-hmm. you're saying. What is another way that I can ask this client why, or, or, or maybe how, you know, think of the interrogative pronouns, uh, what, where, when, how, why, to what extent, uh, you know, think about those questions in every single appointment to everything they say, they go, Hey, I need coverage or, how can I ask why, H- how can I ask it again? How can I ask why seven times, uh, in every appointment, uh, mm-hmm. how can I ask those interrogative pronouns? And that's going to allow my client to answer those questions about why we need this and not me tell them. Totally.
0: Totally. Man. All right. Well, we've burnt everybody's brains out. We talked about synapses. We talked about interrogative pronouns. So I think we've used enough big words today. Um, I will say uh, just as a recap for everybody, remember when we're running an appointment, we want to create those three elements. Okay, Number one, we want to give them a, a need, right? We want to have some form of emotion and that emotion can come from anywhere. It can come from a memory it can come from positive like why they moved into this house or what good is going on in their life that they want to protect but we got to get them emotional we got to get a need number two we got to have some sort of urgency for them to do it now and number three we got to give them permission to buy to let them know that it's okay to do something now. Nothing's necessarily set in stone. We're just going to take the next step forward. They still have plenty of time to review or whatever. And all along those those steps, when we get these little pieces of information, we want to stop what we're doing and we want to expand those little pieces of information. When we smell that blood in the water, we want to open up that wound, if you will. I don't want to sound too graphic and gory, but we want to open that up and we want to expose the real reason why they want insurance and create that need, create that urgency, and give them permission to buy. Um, and then if they're looking for a job, hire them like, uh, <laughs> like Ashton Langalunde did. So uh, we're going to keep bringing you fresh content. We're going to have another episode for you before the end of the year. We promise. We love you all so much. Like, and subscribe, go to write more apps. Go to write more apps.com and make sure you check out all of our, uh, all of our content. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy. Uh, what's no, Those the, haven't uh, come yet. What's the uh, what, what's the one from Seinfeld the uh, the, the uh, festivus for the rest festivus of us for the rest of us yeah amen uh, and uh, for those of you guys who uh, are not going to see us before then have a great Christmas and uh, we'll talk to you soon later everybody